Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. And I'm here with Nancy Weckworth on the Hand in Hand Show, a part of Stroke Focus. Today, we'll be interviewing Keith Taylor, who was a businessman. Well, I guess he's still a businessman, but in a different way when he had his stroke. Welcome, Keith. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you guys are doing well. We're doing well. I'm doing great. Thanks for being with us today. Tell us a little bit about your stroke or or what was going on at the time. Okay. Well, so I, uh, like you said, I'm a business owner and uh, I was getting ready to go to Seattle. I lived in Portland at the time, Oregon, and I was getting ready to go to Seattle and I felt off a little bit and I took my shower and and uh, got ready and I got a phone call from my nephew which happened quite often early in the morning and he says to me where are you going Uncle Keith and I said well I'm going to Seattle today and and he said well before you go do me a favor and and just hang on a little bit and I'll get I'll get back to you okay you know I didn't think much of it and then my business partner uh, called me, and it was a similar situation, similar, you know, he said the similar stuff and said, well, wait, wait a few minutes before you go, and I'll get back to you. The next thing I know, my wife gets home from work. She always left really early, and uh, she gets home and takes me to the hospital. And so, you know, being at the hospital, of course, they're asking you all the questions, right, about your age and you know, what year is it and all those things in which I didn't know anything. I, I actually thought it was comical, you know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, come to find out, I'd, I'd had a stroke. So that's uh, kind of what happened. And that was in uh, 2010. Were you able to answer the questions? No. no. When my nephew and my business partner both were on the phone with me, they were like, what is going on with you? What are you, what are you saying? It wasn't making any sense. And then when I got to the hospital, they were asking me all those questions that I didn't know any answer. Okay. Uh, I knew my wife's name and a few things like that, but I actually forgot my business partner's names, um, a bunch of stuff. And so that was the beginning of the wild ride, right? Oh, absolutely. A, a brand new journey. A businessman kind of disrupted all of that. What was the hardest part of all of this? You know, the hardest part for me, uh, Cam, was that, you know, here I was running a multi-million dollar business. I was a sales manager of our company. We grew it fairly quickly and, and we were working our rear ends off, of course. The hardest part for me was after a little bit of time, I now was a delivery driver. And some of the things that I didn't even tell my partners was that as a delivery driver, I would have to stop. Um, when I was out making deliveries many times and rest, uh, close my eyes. The other thing was I had to use my iPad or whatever and, and get the directions every time for every place. And it doesn't matter if I'd been there four times that week, I still could not remember the name of that business and where I was going. And so I would have to do that every, every time. Uh, so, you know, it, it was really tough being a business owner and then going to 
being a delivery driver. And it, it's nothing against delivery drivers. Don't take that wrong. It's just that here I was a sales manager. I'd grown this company, multi-million dollar company. And then now you're a delivery driver and, uh, and not being a part of some of the things that go on, you know, in the meetings and whatnot. That was tough. I have a well, quick question. Uh -huh. yes. Was it safe for you to drive? Did you have to go get tested, retested for driving? I'm, I'm going to answer that by saying <laughs> I, never, I never went through the, the doctors never said anything to anybody. And so I didn't, I didn't go through that because I was afraid something would be found out. And, and over time I got better, you know, better and better. And it was probably, it was probably a year after my stroke that, that that actually even took place when I was driving. So, Oh, I think the doctors probably knew you would be okay with the driving because I know when John had his stroke, it wasn't 10 minutes and they cut off his driver's license. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They just, boom, it was over right now. Yeah. So yeah. if they didn't do anything, they trusted you. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure I was, I was lucky in that part. Yeah. I did the recertification, but only because they told me that if I did drive and just happened to get in an accident, that this would prove that I could drive. I did get recertified and they did tell me that I could drive, that it was, I was fine. But I don't drive at night because I find that I get disoriented more at night. Now I'm disoriented during the daytime too, as far as like you. If I'm going someplace, I have to put it in my phone. I get the directions and, and stuff. Now, I can get to work. I can get to my parents' house and things like that, but I can't get other places. And Exactly. Uh, so, so I get that one. And maybe some people don't understand, but I was one of those people who you just say, go to the botanical gardens. I wouldn't look anything up. I kind of knew where it was, and I'd get there. But I can't do that now. I, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. This is interesting because John's stroke was very, very severe. And to this day, when he rides with me, he tells me every corner, he points to every corner and says, turn here. This is where we're going. And he knows everywhere. He's not disoriented at all. So that just shows you how different every stroke is. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and like Cam, I, I couldn't drive at night. Um, Either matter of fact, uh, at one point I was driving to a, a meeting. I was doing a, a training for some other people, and and so I went in the evening, and uh, I really struggled. I almost wrecked, um, and so I I used it as an excuse to buy a different car. Is what I did. <laughs> does the car drive better at night? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it totally does. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's what we're, the other thing we're here to talk about today other than that you've had a stroke and you're kind of still rebuilding your life and different things what's the training program that you are working on well i started uh this company called strength after stroke and i started it a, a few years ago and you know from my experience you know you go to doctors and therapists and rehab people, and they're all excellent at what they do, 
but no one had a stroke like myself. And I had trouble with uh, getting back in the game of business. And so what I did was I started my strength after stroke and I, I did work on that for a while. And I did a bunch of um, interviews with people much like we're doing today. And one of the things that uh, was troubling was that you couldn't communicate very well. So I'd have a 45 minute session scheduled and it would go an hour and 15 minutes. And I still didn't feel like we were making the progress that we needed to make. So I stepped back from that for a while, probably a year, and I rethought it. And so that's when I came up with what I call my base program. Base program is about belief, attitude, strength, and energy. And the belief is about building your own self-importance because, again, from my experience, I lost a lot of self-importance. When I'd go into meetings at my businesses, at business, they would, we'd all have this round table and every Friday we'd do that. Well, after my stroke, I wouldn't have that much input because I, I was afraid of saying the wrong things. And there was just that belief in myself wasn't there. So I teach on that. Attitude, of course, is about how to take control of your own behaviors. Uh, strength is on your inner powers. And, you know, I believe in definitely working on that to build yourself back up. And then E or energy is kind of the transition where you, we talk about action and exercise and motivation, consistency, things like that. So now I offer it in two ways. One is a person can buy it online and do it on their own and go through the process and it's not that difficult, but they'll have it forever. They can continue to do it. Or um, I will do a coaching one-on-one 12 week session and we go, we dive deep into each one of these. And, um, and so that's what I'm doing today. Right. That sounds so helpful because I know that as a stroke survivor myself, that there's not a lot out there even though I was coached back into work and different things like that, the program that I went through, there aren't very many of them. And it still didn't quite address things that I needed to do. I had no self-esteem when I went back to work because I was afraid of how I work in the medical field. So I know, right. And fortunately the physicians that I worked with, were very kind, but I had lost some of that go-getting and, and was I doing this right and, and different things like that. So, I mean, I can see where this would be a huge help to people. I, yeah. thank, I thank you for saying that. You know, one of the things from my perspective is that, you know, when you have something like this happen, um, and, and again, doctors, therapists, all those are great people, but they don't understand what it really does to, to your brain and your mental um, feeling about yourself. And you just don't have that inner strength. And that's what, after going through what I've been through now, I've, I've, of course, I've left that company. After that, it was like, okay, how can I help people get, bridge that gap, bridge that gap that you're going to have most people 
from being down for two, three, four, five, six months. Mm -hmm. And then you get back in the work field and you just feel like, uh oh. And uh, so that's what I try to help. Right. Well, I don't try, I do help people gain that back. Well, and, and like for me, it took us two years to figure out what I can do now and what I can't do. Yeah. And that was a really hard period of time for me because I didn't know if I was going to keep my job. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. So, yeah, this is great. Were you aware immediately after your stroke of this lack of self-confidence or did or did it take a while for that to become apparent to you? If I can answer this, I, I'd like to say that no, I wasn't aware of that. But when I started going into my business meetings uh, with my, my other owners and stuff, and subject w subjects would come up about something, all of a sudden I felt myself being afraid to speak my mind because I was afraid I would say something stupid. I just find this really fascinating because I do a lot of work with meditation and learning how to become aware of who you are and how to work with yourself with your awareness and how much awareness helps. So I was wondering at what point that you became aware and how did you how did that awareness change how you dealt with things? Obviously you started a program to teach others which is phenomenal. This is very exciting. But Cam, how, how soon was it that you were actually aware that this was a real challenge for you to go back to work um, regarding your self-confidence? Well, I can't tell you exactly when, but I went back to work at five months after my stroke and um, it, they had changed some things in my job. So then, I, I mean, I would guess it was almost at the beginning, but I was only working like four hours a day of days a week and then I've moved up of course to 24. The thing is that they took the things that I used to do and replaced them with other things. That was part of my new self that learning new things was more difficult. I could have done the old things but it was the new things. So I think it was then a month or so when I was realizing I can't do this new stuff. I didn't want to use the word can't but I, I had to because I couldn't. I literally could not do the billing that they put in front of me. I knew that I was making mistakes and things like that. So I would say within a month or so of going back to work, I was noticing it as I um, added hours to my week. Keith, did you find that you got to meet the wonderful person who wanders into a lot of our lives called depression? Oh, gosh, totally. And And depression is one of the... The biggest things. That's why, in my in my uh, program, belief is the one. It's the it's the first thing, and it dealt it deals with that. You know, it's begin. I've got a few sub uh, titles. You know, begin with the end in mind. What are your true values? Why is this important? And the choice is yours. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. The depression came in, and um, you know, from my perspective, Nancy. I didn't want to share that like with my spouse. Now, now take this for what it's worth, you guys, but here I am, I'm the breadwinner. And, you know, frankly, where I grew up, you know, I'm the man of the house kind of, so to speak. And all of a sudden 
she's my caretaker, you know, for months. And then anyway, so mentally, I just couldn't communicate with her so easily and say, Hey, I'm, I'm really having some issues with X, Y, or Z. That is another reason why I started this program because I want people to be able to call somebody who's had a stroke, who gets it and communicate honestly and one-on-one -on -one with somebody who can, who can, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat things when we talk. Okay. And, uh, and I'm going to be honest about, you know, how I see them. And uh, so anyway, I hope that helps. I think that's a tremendous value that you're adding to your business when you don't sugarcoat and you're honest because if you can be honest about it that gives them the opening to not be afraid to be honest yeah because then they can open up to you and that's what's really required it's a two-way street and you're providing that phenomenal service by by your integrity and how you operate and talk about yourself this is great i'm excited thank about you. this yeah thank you I am excited about it also, but I, I want to delve into just a moment, the depression, because that's huge in stroke survivors. Um, and well, and caregivers. <laughs> and caregivers, true, that's true. Sorry, Susie, I love you out. Um, but seriously, it is. You've had this life-altering stroke happen or, or whatever it is, brain injury, and your whole life changes. You said, Keith, that, um, you know, you were the breadwinner, you know, this is what you do, and, and things were changing a little bit there. Nancy, you had to adjust to your husband and, and you know, what was going on there, and, and you both had to kind of change what was going on in your lives. And I have not been officially depressed, but I do go through times where if there's too much going on, I just shut down for a few days or a week or, or something, but not long term. But it's something that we don't talk about. People just don't. There's a stigma to it. And so I thank you, Keith, for at least, you know, saying you you did have this and, and Nancy and myself mm -hmm. that you know, we do go through these struggles. So that's very important. It is, yeah. and it's, it's not the fact that we go through it so much, but it's the fact that we're aware of it and we took action to change that and learn new ways to live to um, conquer the depression. And, that's, and, that's what's really important. And I, I would like to add to this uh, for you guys. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it happens overnight, okay? Uh, and I don't want to imply that to anybody. Uh, it takes work. It takes dedicated work and, um, and commitment. And if you're willing to do that, you're going to get there. If right. you're not willing to do that, then, um, you know, don't, I mean, other than just saying it, don't, don't come to the table down that road, right? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, 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 no. That's honest too. That's, that's important because it tells people right up front that something will be expected of them. You are holding them accountable. And that's yeah. really the thing about being a good parent or a good teacher. If you hold them accountable, then they know that they have to do a part in it. And that, right. that's one of the biggest um, keys to success in any program is yeah. accountability. Yeah. Well, and, and Nancy, we've talked about this before, and I've talked about it on my other show, that 
I feel like you have to find it. And I think this is part of what Keith is talking about too. You have to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. You have to find what um, is going to, to motivate you to uh, things that you want to do um, and, and use gratitude and, you know, different things like this. You know, I wake up every day and say, Hey, it's a new day. My feet hit the floor and I'm alive. You know, that's my first attitude of the day. And then, you know, I find something else like, you know, today it would be today's interview because I think this is great. So, you know, and my passions, you know, my stroke support groups, these podcasts, you know, brain injury radio, you know, all of this. So I've got my passion. I've got my gratitude. I think there's something else, but unfortunately, guys, I don't remember what that one was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say it this way. It's, uh, it's simple as pie, and pie is passion, intention, and execution. Cool. And, yeah, and so I, like I, tra- I, I trademarked that a long time ago, but that's, that's truly what I believe. I, you know, it takes a passion and intention – in other words, your goals and stuff, and then execute. Exactly. You've got to be willing to execute, or it, it isn't going to happen. Can you share an example of the success, a specific example of the success of one of your clients that you think would be interesting for others to listen to, without using any names, of course? Oh gosh, that's a that's a great one, and and I want to say this, Nancy. It's fairly new. I just uh, I just came out with my new program. Um, I have tested it with a couple of people and, uh, and they've given me great reviews. Um, specifically, gosh, I, you know what, I'm going to answer no yet to that because I just don't have that, uh, um, in front of me, I guess I should say. And, and I, I can't think of, you know, I'll, I'll follow up with some people and, and I'll get that for you. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. It's, yeah. another, it's another thing about being honest. You're being honest. You're not making anything up. You're just saying, right. I don't have it yet. It's too new. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. And, you know, this gives us a reason to have him back on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you so much. I, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this very much. Yeah. Hey, what can we do at Stroke Focus to give you a hand with this? Well, you know, um, I don't know what, you know, if I should say anything about how to find my program or not. Is that okay? Or Please do. Yeah, well, you go to uh, www.strengthafterstroke.com, and um, I have my program on there. But the best thing to do is to contact me personally. And that is either at Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at strengthafterstroke.com, or you can call me. And my phone number is 503-572-3493. And I would love to chat with anybody who is interested. I definitely, before we go, I want to make sure I say thank you to you guys. You guys are doing an awesome uh, program an awesome job. I respect that. I understand what it takes to, to do some of that. And I just want to make sure that you guys are very aware that it is um, much appreciated and you're doing a great job. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. We, yeah. 
We hope we're doing a good job. We hope that this is a really good service, or at least I hope. Now, Daniel tells me we are. (laughs) (laughs) This is Cam and Nancy. We're going to sign off here with Keith Taylor. We've had a great time on the Hand in Hand show today. Always visit Stroke Focus and have a great day. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. The website address is https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net. Stroke Focus is S T R. O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.